0: yo top of the go. morning to you back at it yeah feels good it really is
1: top of the morning <laughs> <laughs>
0: we hope. like it right and <laughs> early how we feeling yeah. uh 10 out of 10 man Ain't got anything home back school's back but it's going good so 10 out of 10 yeah rodman on dennis rodman yeah. <laughs> yeah okay yeah the Seems chicago yes that's a that's a Proper fraction, yeah. What do you T- say? Ten out of ten. proper fraction. Okay, okay. That's a
1: whole number right there. <laughs> yeah. And learn math right now. <laughs> I see you. I see you. Uh, let's see. I'm a. i am I say nine out of ten, man. Solid week. Classes straight. Um, seems pretty straightforward. Got some intriguing classes. so I'm excited. Um, been able to have a lot of rest
2: and been able to be productive with my time, man. So I cannot complain. I'm gonna go uh, nine out of ten. Just cause school started back up, but everything else, they else is good. Simple man, solid, solid. Oh, man. I ain't about to do the math, but I know we good. Nah, nah, nah.
1: We hey bracket, it, it's
0: improper. A for
1: improper. sure, for sure. Twenty-eight, it's not an improper, bro. The <laughs> improper is above, bro. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you to <have> cut that. <laughs> it's a proper fraction, bro. Learn something new every day. Oh man, What's are on our minds this morning.
2: him off, Mister Perkins. Man, uh, shoot, I think I've really been uh tapping into you know fighting the good fight of faith, man. I think also just walking by faith and not by sight. Um, um, I think something that God calls us to do as Christians is to walk by faith and not by sight. And because how can you tell, like, if you're a true believer, you know, in God or in anything, if you know if you can walk by faith and not by sight, like, you can be able to be like, okay, I have the assurance you know, that this thing is going to be what it is instead of like, I need to see it for it to be true, you know? So um just kind of focusing on like, you know, how can I walk by faith and, you know, really just fight that good fight of faith as well. So that's something I've been pondering, on oh, for sure. I'm going to bounce off that because I've been thinking, of, I'm in John, in John Ford, it's a couple of different stories of people,
0: <laughs> people who believed, but the thing that they, that they trusted and it changed how they act. And so we got the woman, of the, the, and well, she goes and tells everybody else because she's had this amazing experience and we got the the official or soldier where he says, and you heal my son and Jesus says yes and he trusts him so he goes home. He doesn't hang around Jesus anymore because he trusts that the son's healed and it's like, man, what we trust in is going to show by how we act. You know what I'm saying? Because if she didn't trust what what Jesus said, she wouldn't have gone and told other people, and this is later in the chapter. Other people came and trusted in God because of her going on telling them that they came and saw him and say, Man, like, what are we trusting in? And are we trusting in it enough where it's going to change how we act?
1: Yeah, you know, that's so real because I feel like a lot of times people like try to discredit Christianity because of the proof, yeah. but we place faith in a lot of things without having you know actual faith in it, like. I think about a vehicle, right? Everybody, when you get in a vehicle at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day, at some point during the day, you don't know if you're actually going to get to that destination. But because you believe in your car for it to get you to point A to point B, you place that faith in it. Now it's like, OK, I trust my vehicle to get me to where I'm going to go. And I feel like likewise with the Bible, man, that's the same exact way how we see uh God. Like, yeah, there might, might be any you know, physical evidence right in front of us, but. He's there. He's there in the spiritual realm. And I think as I've grown to learn how to grow in my faith walking and not by my sight walking is being able to trust in the things that I cannot see. Mm -hmm. And that's something that he says throughout the Bible, like trust in my word, trust in my truth. And then he's going to place people in your life to further assure that. So I think, you know, ultimately, as we are navigating life, you know, not walking by sight, but walking by faith. Let's look at like what you said. What are we trusting in, man? Because sometimes, yeah, the evidence isn't right there physically,
2: but his evidence as his character is always going to come through. Yeah, that's real. I like uh, the example that you said is like um, what we trust in shows how we're going to act different. And I think uh, the scripture that came to mind was like uh, James 2, when he says like, show me your faith by your deeds, you know? So if you truly have faith in something, your your deeds are going to show that you have faith in it, you know? And I think, you know, a lot of people... You know, talking about in Christianity, are we saved by, you know, faith or are we saved by our works? But it's like, no, we're saved by grace through faith. But at the same time, those good works will show to show that you truly trust in God and you truly have a relationship with him. And that's good. Um, I think everybody should be able to look at the
1: fruit, you know, and I think that's how you recognize where someone is in their faith or in their journey in life in general. You know, somebody's professing to be a Christian, you know, you can tell by the fruit, like you said. So that verse in James 2.14 where it says, you know, faith without deeds is useless. It's like, yeah, the deeds that you do, you know, verify your faith. You know, they valid- validify your faith. So I think as we're navigating in life, as we're approaching life, you know, let's be mindful and of how we're carrying ourselves because that is our greatest witness. You know, yeah, we can read the Bible. We can profess all these things, but people are paying attention to the very actions that we have.
0: You know, bouncing off that, since since people are paying attention to our actions, they're, they're kind of also paying attention to our faith, you know what I'm saying? And so the things that we do show the faith that we have. And so it, 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 we talked about a couple episodes back, but if you're doing all these things where you're saying I have this faith, like it doesn't match up, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Some people aren't aren't attracted to him that. But if your faith matches the you know, thing that you're actually doing, people are, are inspired by it because, like, man, he's he's real. He's she, she too. She's like she is doing something that that she actually cares about, and you know people get, can get get inspired off of that. And like a like a fruit, you know, if one's moldy, getting old it affects all
1: the other ones inside the the entire bowl. Mm-hmm. Why do I think it's easy to like,
2: for it's a tendency for us to walk by sight instead of faith? Um, I think there's just something that's been human nature, and I think you know just as we go on, we're just like, okay, why well, I have to see it, you know, for it to be true? And I think like. Everybody wants to have evidence or proof. We always want to know things, but it's just like, man, like like you said, we believe in a lot of things where, you know, there might not be any proof to it at all. Like we can read a history book and say, Oh, that's real, but we don't want to read the Bible and people say, Oh no, the Bible's fake. So the it's a real history like, book. Exactly. So it's in like story. Exactly. It's real. So it's like, man, like, you know. I don't know how, why we do that. We, I just think we want to know everything when like God's wisdom surpasses our wisdom far more, you know, than anything. So it's just like, man, why don't we trust the person that has the most wisdom and, you know, truly wants a relationship with us and truly loves us. Like if somebody loves you, they're not going to steer you in the wrong direction. They're going to be honest with you. So like, if we just trust in a person that's going to be honest with us, like it has unconditional love for us. Um, that's where the, that's that's where we're gonna that's no that's where we're gonna be. And I yeah. think um also, um, just like with that, always needing to have proof is proof is like, you know, we only get as close to like unconditional love as about our mothers or our parents, you know what I'm saying? When God is like, we can't fathom unconditional love because that only comes from God. So the closest form we get to that is our parents, Phil. You, you know, I think the tendency for us to walk
1: by side is is common because We have trust issues as a people. We have natural trust issues. And it's hard because, like you said, you know, you know, love is something that should never fail and his love never fails. But so often in times we see this broken world where people are have experienced broken love or maybe lust in some other senses. So I think it's hard because now people are navigating in a world where they're broken and now they're attempting to break other people. So now you have people that have trust issues, so it's hard for them to believe in something that they cannot see when all they have seen is something that has been able to break them and fracture their hearts moving forward. That's spot on. I was going to say that a lot of people
0: don't, don't trust in the creator because they don't have trust in the creation. So the of cars, but back to your thing from earlier, all of us trust cars, but who are cars made by? A bunch of imperfect people, mm. yet we trust a car to be perfect, gets from, from point A to point B. It's like, man, if we can trust... The people, then maybe we can actually trust them in the, car, So I think a lot uh, up in our childhood, childhoods, a lot of people, you know, have lost our trust or have hurt us. And so we're think, well, I don't want to do the God thing because the people have hurt us. How much is God going to hurt us? But I think God's a whole different aspect and he's not personally like he's like, that flawed and he's there to want to see us win. You get what I'm saying? But as you said, clubs the He wants to see us win in his way, which is actually the, uh, the best way.
2: Yeah, that's real. And I think uh, just going off your example, I think. You think of a family in a house that's living in a house for X amount of years and, you know, the house is dirty. The house is all messed up. Right. You're not going to go and say, well, I blame the person who built the house. You blame the people that's living in the house. And the same thing that goes for this world, too, is because, you know, the world is broken. The world is in the condition as it is, is because of us. It's not because of what God did It's because of us. And that's the same thing. How sin came into the world is because of us not because of what God did. God gives us the parameters. He gives us the boundaries. It's about us crossing and breaking those boundaries, you know? Yeah. And on top of that lens, when we
1: cross those boundaries, we make it harder for ourselves and get back in a position where we're able to trust people. And so, like I said earlier, when we're navigating through life and it's like, Oh, You know, I'm placing all these barriers around me because I don't want to get close to this to anybody. And now I think ultimately that that pulls you away from the richness of the life that God has given us. Like, I think life is a gift that he's given each and every single one of us. And it's something to be cherished and precious. I was reading uh, the scriptures yesterday and I was just marinating on like the words like milk and honey and how like honey is so sweet. And I did some some digging into it and like honey back in that day culturally was it's so precious and was so sweet it was valuable man and in the same lens like life is so precious and sweet and valuable and if you're not experiencing it to the full extent i feel like you're missing out and and the way that i've been able to do that is to place my trust in god who yeah maybe i can't see physically but because of the evidence of what he's done in my life i know that he's real Ooh.
0: yo fast i was gonna say on Sam too off that off that thought um of, of god like so people would say oh there isn't a god i can't see him and they they believe in other things because they can see it. But I think, you know, us being alive in the whole world is proof that there is God. You know what I'm saying? So we've got the, the, all these different, uh, just even how our bodies work. You know what I'm saying? How children are birthed. Like you're saying that that's by accident, bro. The whole complex structure. I don't, I don't know the whole thing. I'm not a doctor. But you are saying all these different things. Our body, how it heals itself. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that there's plenty of evidence for God. But it's kind of some, some thing of of are you wanting to to, to see it? Because it's hard to see mm-hmm. things that you don't want to to see and so I think a lot of people aren't wanting to see it. And so then the other thing that it's not there, where well, I think it's clearly there. It's just how are you seeing
2: it? Yeah. That's next. I think, uh, hitting on top of like the trust issues thing, right? I think a lot of people or even Christians as well, you know, they miss they misconstrued the scripture of, you know, guard your heart above all else because mm. the way of life flows from it, mm. you know, a lot of people aren't guarding their heart, but they're hardening their heart, which keeps you from that honey, mm. which keeps you from that richness that life, you know, gives you. And I think, You know, it goes with people as well. Like, you know, if you get food poisoning, you know, at McDonald's or whatever, you're going to are you going to stop going to McDonald's in general? Are you just going to stop going to that McDonald's? Mm -hmm. And the same thing that works for church, too. Like a lot of people are like, well, you know, I had church hurt at this church. So they're just like, I'm done with church in general. But it's like, dude, it's a whole it's a million other churches out here. Like, why can't you go to this other church, this other church? You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what we got to stop, you know, trying to misconstrued is like okay, well, I'm guarding my heart. I'm guarding my heart. But it's like, no, nah, like you're hardening your heart and you're keeping it away from people, you know, places and things that God is trying to show you, but you just want to harden it, you know? So, and I think on the lens of both of your points, uh, when we are having a hardened heart,
1: it prevents us from wanting to trust those things. Because I think, you know, some people in this world just don't want to trust in the fact that there's something bigger than that. that there's something more, you know, me- amplify, magnified, giant than no. And I think that's the hard part because, you know, that's a pride issue. It's like I can't see anybody being above myself. So why would I place my faith in a creator that is more than me? But when I when I think about it, it's like, to your point about the cars, man, it's like, yeah, we place our trust in people who have higher knowledge in us, who've been able to create a car to get us to point A to point B. So why wouldn't we take that same thing and the person who's designed us from head to toe, from fingertip to fingertip, to be able to trust how we can navigate through life, right? Now, like you said earlier, we have those hardened hearts. It's like, man, I want to believe in a guy because maybe I've seen somebody who's professing to be a Christian they're doing the same things I'm doing so it's like why don't I believe if something's above me or bigger than me if this is his creation
0: I think you hit on key point there up at the at uh, the end because when people are living certain lives that doesn't match the faith that they're proclaiming you know what I'm saying then that that, that makes a lot of people not want to and be a part, part of that uh that faith now we're hurting uh God you know what I'm saying because we're saying I'm for God so, so now we're searching us with him and then we're doing all these things hurting people you know and I'm saying and they was saying, Oh, but we're with God. And so now we're literally hurting the image of God. Mm. It's like, bro, that's a bad thing to, to him to do. Just say that you're doing something else. But again, our actions show what we, what we have our, our trust,
2: our faith in. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think that's fire. I think, um, if you're in a relationship, like you're not going to cheat, you know what I'm saying? But if mm-hmm. you're in a relationship and you're cheating, how does, how can people, other people see on the outside that you're truly in that relationship. And I think, Um, It ties to the same way because it's like, you know, you may be the only Bible somebody ever reads. And so how can somebody tell, you know, that you have the fruit that you're living for Christ? You know, if you're doing the same things that they're doing, you know, and they're not in Christ. So it's just kind of like, like, it's kind of like, you know, how can I glorify Jesus? You know, if I say I'm doing all these other things that don't glorify Jesus, you know? You know, it's funny because you brought up the, the threat of
1: relationships and we've been talking about trust issues so far. And I think trust issues prevent people from committing themselves. So we're talking about a relationship with God. man. if I have trust issues based off of how worldly love has been given to me all throughout my life, why would I trust in something that I cannot see? And yeah, I don't blame people for thinking that. But the trust that you can place in somebody who will never fail you is far more valuable than the trust that is potentially comparable or compromisable for somebody in this world so when i think about like the relationships that you say like if you're cheating on somebody like like people can see that man it's like why would i trust in somebody who's professing one thing or maybe they're like half in and half out like the, the lukewarm kind of vibe when they're telling me all about this great guy that they serve but again yet they're in the same places that i might be in or maybe they're doing worse things than i am man so i think the trust issues prevents us from actually being committed and ultimately, like. When we have commitment issues, but right, it prevents us from experiencing the fullness of a relationship in any sense, whether it's a relationship with God, whether it's a relationship with a person, man, if you have commitment issues, guess what you're going to be in a bunch of different places at once, and that's never going to be good for any relationship. You know, I was going back to a to a thought he had said
0: about how how the world is how it is because of us, and so I think, well, if we want to, to change, then then we have to change it. So I'm thinking of um of, of Christianity, for example, I many people are so against me because I've had someone. Who was a christian who hurt them or did certain things that weren't christian and it's like man i'm sorry to he- hear that but what's stopping you from from being the example you know what i'm saying people so, like i want to be be a part of that because it hurt me well how's that how's that uh perception of that ever going to change if no one's actually on it you know uh, us three are always trying to change the perspective on christianity not, not do it in a fake way and so being uh, us can kind of be examples, but other people can also be an ex- example too. people say all oh, the time. It's pretty corny, but it's true. But be the change that you're wanting to them to them. See, it's very true because people say all oh, the world's terrible, terrible place. Are you doing anything to them, Change it or are you p- part of the problem?
1: Mm. You know, I think it's also to be noted that, you know, everybody has different flavors, man. Mm. So if you're in, you know, the Christian setting or the Christian space, You know, maybe some churches aren't just your flavor. Maybe some churches just aren't your taste. We all have a different taste. Our tastes are varied. So I'm thinking of the imagery of like going into a gas station. You go to the back wall where all the drinks are. And they're like, Variety Of different drinks And you know Maybe I want the Fago, And I want nothing to do With the monster energies All the way on the left Man but that's just My preference But you might be a guy Who likes the monster energies And you might be the guy Who likes the Brisk. We all have different things So I think it's important Not to mislead people In saying that Oh like Christianity Should just be one whole thing Like yeah the main thing Should be we love God His son died on the cross For us because we were sinners Yet we can still All glorify God
2: In a way that honors him And the different flavors That we have Uh, That's real, And I think that goes the same with the churches like it's different flavors of different churches. And I think uh, it also ties into the trust issues as well, because I think what is what is the root of trust issues? It's fear. Right. And so that's what the enemy tries to do is keep us from, you know, meeting those new people or going to these new places or, you know, experiencing these new things. And so but when the word says God does not give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love and a sound mind. So it's like, OK, what are your trust issues stemming from? What are you feel? What are you fearful of? Like, you know, a lot of people are just like, man, like, you know, that church, they really hurt me. So I'm really scared to go to this next church or, you know, I just can't trust church anymore. This is like, dude, that comes from the enemy. The enemy is literally deceiving you right in front of your face. He want, like he doesn't want you to go to these new people, go to these new places. It's just like, man, like, don't let the enemy distract you from what God has for you in the future
1: you know the crazy part because you just brought up the enemy and and the distractions and I just thought about how like trust issues prevent us from being in community Mm -hmm. man and that's something that God never intended for us to be was for never to be alone Like you said It's not good for man to be alone And what did the enemy do to Eve? Like, he lured her away Got her to be alone And she fell into temptation And now like We're suffering the consequences of that And I feel like people who have church hurt You know or, or people who have trust issues in general They place these barriers around themselves To protect themselves from getting hurt again But in doing so They isolate themselves And they prevent themselves From experiencing community Or experiencing relationships Or experiencing the goodness of God So I think it's important that we identify Where's my trust issues coming from? Process it and heal it, man. And it's okay to heal with people, the right people, of course, because, you know, sometimes we fill those voids and we end up placing ourselves in a further hole and getting stronger trust issues. So we have to, like I said, identify the trust issues, find the root stem, heal, and then, Maybe it's not. Maybe we don't go back to the monster energy drink, but we go and try out the brisk or we go try out the minute made apple juice on the other side to
2: see if that works for us instead of what has been happening in the past. Yeah, exactly. Man, I love you said the past as well, because that's where most of the trust issues and the fear comes from is from the past. When God is trying to take you to the future, like we talk about, you know, not driving, looking through the rearview mirror. But it's like we got to drive looking through the windshield of where God has taken us and let him have the wheel. like let him drive, you know. And so how can we let God drive? when We're constantly trying to be in reverse and going back just like, OK, like, where am I going? Where am I going? But it's like, man, how do you expect to grow? How do you expect to change if you want to continue to go in reverse? Like you got to go forward to change, you know. Yeah, I, I thought you are thinking how Eve, you know, got, got tempted and fell being alone. And a bunch of us
0: are isolating ourselves and being alone. Then we're trying to win it. succeed but it's like man in being alone that's where there's a lot of failure at but it's in community that you that you learn and grow and get better and so it's like where are we putting ourselves are are we putting ourselves in isolation where it's just us where it's comfortable or are we kind of getting uncomfortable putting ourselves around other people that are that have the same like mind and getting better and and growing you know what i'm saying i'm so passionate how it's january of this year so we have the whole Whole year and how we do January is really going to affect how we do the whole year. And so, I mean, this is a key month where what are
1: you doing now and how is that going to, uh, to affect the whole year? Yeah, and, and I want to build off of that point because if we start now, if we start peeling back that onion to get into the root problem. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we can take steps to. The processing and getting healed by the end of the year might not be fully healed by December, but you made a substantial progress by taking that step to say, where's the route and how can I get to the problem? And I think a lot of times like trust issues reveal our blind spots and blind spots are vulnerable, like on the lens of the car, man. It's like you're driving a car. We just said we want we don't want to drive through the rearview mirror. We're going to look through the, the windshield. But if I'm like constantly focusing on the um, the winter what's in front of me, man, and I'm isolating myself, I'll never see what's around me. Right? And if things that are around me might be the things that are attacking me from my childhood or might be the experience that I've dealt with maybe in the past year or two that are preventing me from being safe right? So a lot of times we're blinded by the blind spots so we can't see our blind spots because they're blind spots. Mm-hmm. And then the things right on the side of us that we have to address. And I think that's a lot of times like God might be revealing, Hey, like I want you to chop down this weed that's growing in your life because it's been growing for several years or, Hey, yeah, you might need to cut this relationship out because it's a blind spot that you clearly cannot
2: see, but it's going to lead you into destruction. That's true. And I think, uh, when I think, you know, community, I think just of Ecclesiastes four, when it talks about You know, two is better than one because Mm. when one falls, the other one will be there to pick that person up. And so I think, like, man, like, you got to have that community in your life, bro. And I think a lot of people get caught in that isolation, you know, when, uh, or a season of isolation. When God doesn't put us in a season of isolation, He puts us in a season of separation, right? When it's the contrast is God is taking you from these people, these places, this thing to new people, new places, new things. And you're just in the middle. You're in the thick of it of that transition period. And that's where a lot of people get caught up in. You know, this is that season of isolation. But God does not call us to be isolated. God calls us to be relational. He calls us to be in community with other people. So what what does it look like for me to isolate myself and constantly fall, fall, fall? And then nobody's there to pick me up you know and then we in it we um become susceptible you know to the enemy's attacks as we're alone you know yeah that's so good because community is so valuable but like the right community though because if you have a
1: community that's dragging you to the wrong place you might be separated but you might place yourself in a position where you're further isolating yourself down the drain so i think it's important that again we identify where What are the people around me? What are the fruit that they're showing? And is this the, blessed, the best place that I might be? Because God might be trying to separate me from, from people that you might not want to separate from. And we had to be able to say like, okay, God, I'm trusting in your will. Even though I love hanging around these people so much, I'm going to have to trust in your will, walk by faith and not by sight so that I don't get, you know, ruptured by them blind spots. Hey, who you hanging with? I haven't said a couple episodes off.
0: Like I said again, <laughs> who you hanging with? Also, stop hanging out with cheerleaders. Start hanging out with coaches. The good conversations, right? No. Good, yeah. good conversation. real, bro.
1: Appreciate y'all. Another episode. We out here. Deuce. Oh. Oh,